On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, the schedule. Well, just one part, important part, Christmas Day, the 76ers, what it means to have the 76ers back on Christmas Day. Keith and I will dive into it next right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, you are locked on 76ers. I'm Devon Givens, 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co-host and partner, Sixers beat writer for TheInquirer.com, Keith Pompey. What's up, man? What's popping, D? How you doing, bro? Good, man. How was your weekend? It was good. It was relaxing. It was relaxing. Good. And you're still on vacation, so that's a good thing, too. I know, so, right? Yeah, I'm done now. Now I got to go back to work tonight. <laughs> so there you go. But thanks, everybody, for making Locked On 76ers your first listen. And remember, uh, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including right here on YouTube at Locked On 76ers. Well, Keith, we're starting to see things trickle out as far as the NBA schedule goes. And a lot of that, so far, we've seen the opening day with the Warriors with their ring ceremony, hosting the Los Angeles Lakers. And then we start to get the, the Christmas Day games starting to pop up as well. And like we talked about last week, because we are seers, we see things, we predict things. Uh, we're like mediums, man. We see things happen before, <laughs> before they do. And uh, we talked about how it's time for the 76ers to be back on Christmas Day after a two-year hiatus. And it appears that's the case, man. Yeah, yeah, it is the case. They're going to play what? The New York Knicks. The New York Knicks. Yes. Yeah. At the Garden. So, look, man, I, I, I think it's a, again, I thought that they should have been. You, you thought that that was a possibility as well. That they should be back on Christmas Day with James Harden, uh, Joel Embiid, Tyrese Maxey, and, and Tobias Harris, and possibility of maybe even a, a trade that goes down, of course, with Kevin Durant. In the long run, we'll see how that all plays out. But as is the team that they are, Doc Rivers, the head coach, they are a marquee team in the NBA. And this makes sense to have them on there. But why does, what does it mean, though, that they are back on, on, on this Christmas Day game as a marquee squad? You know, I think what it really means is, um, you know, and, and you can argue last year that they, they should have been on there. But I, I think what it means is that the 76ers are, are once again one of the elite teams in the eyes of the NBA, one of the elite teams battling for a championship, right? Uh, marketable where you have Joel Embiid, you had James Harden, now you have P.J. Tucker, um, these other guys. But, but they look at them as one of those, you know, top three teams in the league. I mean, because you look at it, you see you Boston, um, Milwaukee. And you also see the 76ers going up against the Knicks. And I think the reason why the Sixers are there is because, you know, they're they're expected to be one of the contenders. You can't say the same for the Knicks, but 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 you can definitely say that about the Sixers. I agree. I, I think that uh, in the eyes of the NBA, they are looked at as once again, one of these teams that has to be uh, reckoned with, or at least is a marquee team enough to be, one of the squads that they're, you know, putting out there, putting their face out there, marketing them, 
with Joel Embiid as the face of the squad. And then that flair of what James Harden could potentially bring a young player in Tyrese Maxey, as we mentioned, and, and the steady hand that Tobias Harris is, they, that they have a chance. And what we've talked about all offseason as this thing has been put together, a lot of people dislike what the Sixers have done, uh, but there are a good amount who really like what they have put together for the squad for the upcoming campaign. And, and this is the reason why you see stuff like this and you see all the other teams and we'll get into them in the next segment of the teams, the, rec- the rest of the schedule teams that we thought might've uh, been up for a, a spot here on Christmas day, but the Sixers certainly are one of the squads that they look at and, and say, this is going to be a good one. And then you put them, you match them up against the New York Knicks because the Knicks, even when they are terrible, we still see them on Christmas day, the noon game, the first game tipping Christmas off. They're the first team that, that we watch. And we'll see what the schedule says, but maybe they're the second game, maybe they're the first game in the East Coast. We'll find out. But to match them up against an Atlantic Division opponent that made waves, a big splash by signing Jalen Brunson to that big contract, he is going to bring a lot to the table for that squad. And there's a lot a lot of interest. Again, it's a lot of buzz with the New York Knicks. Maybe not at the same level as the 76ers, but there's buzz nonetheless. So uh, to have them... Early game, one of the first two games, marquee matchup against the New York Knicks in the Garden at the Mecca. They're looked at again, as you mentioned, as one of the top squads in, in, the, in the NBA and an opportunity. And look, only four, only four Eastern Conference teams. So we'll get into that next as, as we talk about what we thought the NBA was looking to do here. And as we uh, do that, Keith, we'll talk about who we felt should have at least uh, and I'm sure they did, but should have at least been looked at as a team to potentially play on Christmas Day that was snubbed. We'll talk about that next right here, Locked On 76ers. But first, I got to tell you, if you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you're depriving yourself. What are you doing? I've been trying to share this with you all summer long about the greatest joys and the new flavor that is out there right now, delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. So let me introduce you to a new flavor, and it's a favorite of some, hopefully a favorite of yours soon, cookie dough chunk puffs. They have a light and chewy texture, real real cookie dough chunks, and of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate, uh, 160 calories, a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Run to grab yourself a a box at Built.com for you, your family. It's a great treat, or you can just hide them and you want to hoard them for yourself, whatever you want to do. Go ahead and do that. Like all Built Bars, the new cookie dough chunk puff is covered in 100% real chocolate. That means they are healthy and tasty chocolate-covered cookie dough with a light, fluffy texture. So good. Uh, we What's great about Built is that the protein bars are made with, uh, pardon me, bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides a ton of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good. Why not? And it's good for you. You're going to love it. New cookie dough chunk puff. Grab yourself a Built Bar. Go to built.com, ditch those calories, the fat and sugar, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order using promo code LOCKEDON15. All right, do it today, people. Stay healthy. Do it today. Welcome back to Locked On 76ers. Thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen. Now make sure you're your next listen. Check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of everything going on around the NBA and during the season with the games, with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. 
Well, Keith, as far as we have seen, uh, right now only four NBA teams, Bucks, Celtics are the other two from the East, uh, 76ers, Knicks from the Eastern Conference, from the West, looks like Suns at the Nuggets, Lakers at the Mavs, and uh, one that many people have been anticipating because Draymond Green and John Morant have been going at it for so long now talking about this. The NBA does put the Grizzlies on Christmas night against the Golden State Warriors. Those are the 10 teams that we have on Christmas Day. So what did I tell you about the other 20? Maybe some teams that I asked you that you thought should have been in uh, consideration for a, a game. Or and maybe someone that um, that uh, you know could be uh, could be replaced here on the schedule. Some teams that you felt like were were missed out on. Well, I mean the East, and you know, all due respect to the Knicks, I, I think it was just all about the market. I mean, you know, the Knicks. I mean, when you look at this, uh, typically is all about, um, and I get it, it's New York. But I'm looking at Brooklyn, and now the KD situation is unsettled. We don't, you know, you got to figure that out. But I'm thinking about Brooklyn. I'm thinking about Miami. I'm thinking about Chicago. I'm thinking about uh, Atlanta, possibly, right? I can see all those teams being a better matchup for 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 against the 76ers. You know what I mean as opposed to to those I mean I, and and I think way more deserving. I mean when you look at the New York Knicks right about now, you know, you say to yourself what have the Knicks done in free agency? Okay, they 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 got my man um uh Rick, they got Jalen Brunson, right? But Jalen Brunson you know, he was a good backup point guard. I mean, he did this. He's going to be in a limelight. Maybe they know something that we don't. I mean, maybe the league knows that they're going to go get Donovan Mitchell from Utah, make a trade for him. Good but when you, look at, when you look at Chicago, you see all the things that the, the Bulls have. DeMar DeRozan, you know, other players, right? You, you look at Miami, Jimmy Butler. I mean, look, man, Miami – went to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. Um, you, you look at the Atlanta Hawks right now. I mean, they have young, three young stars. You know, they have uh, two all-stars, right, on that team. So, to me, it's kind of like you chose a market, you chose a basketball arena, the Madison Square Garden, over a, a, a better a, a better matchup, in, in my opinion. Now, on the West side... I like Denver, right? I think Denver's a good team, right? Um, however, they're not like really that sexy team that I'm going to say to myself, all right, the Phoenix Suns are going to play Denver. I'm going to make sure I'm going to watch this one. Nah, I mean, you know, it's, it's something about when you have a center who's basically the leader of the team. And I know this sounds crazy because Joel Embiid is exciting, but their best player, don't get me wrong, they got other players, but the joker, Nikola Jokic, He's basically more the facilitator doing this, doing that. Is 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 good. He's an all-star, but I don't look at the Denver Nuggets as a, a super sexy team for me to watch, you know, and play. But again, two-time all-star. They chose the all-star team with a two-time all-star. MVP. MVP. Well, two-time MVP. Excuse my friend. This is a two-time MVP. Not friend, but my mistake. Two-time MVP. But at the same time, you look at New York, they don't have anyone. 
but but it's the garden. So I, I you know, those are the two things that I, I just didn't understand. Yeah, I agree with you on the Miami part. I, I thought maybe that was an opportunity, uh, even losing PJ Tucker, where they still felt good about the Miami Heat and what team they are in the Eastern Conference rematch of the second round uh, with the 76ers. Thought that that was something that they could have capitalized on and have it in Philadelphia instead of in Miami. So I, I thought the Sixers, if they were going to be back, would be at home, not on the road. And typically we know here in Philadelphia, it's around that time where they go on the West Coast trip because of the um, Disney on ice that happens here in Philadelphia at, at the center. So uh, I, I thought that, that was a possibility, maybe Miami and Philadelphia. So I agree with you there. And yeah, there were more intriguing teams like Atlanta, Chicago with DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine, Lonzo Ball coming back. Uh, the, the team that started off really, really hot and, and tailed off as, as the season went along and they just dipped out of it. Uh, they were, they were, I agree with you, probably more interesting than the New York Knicks. New York Knicks has that lure of the garden and, and just being New York and basketball in general. So you're right there. And, and, and to your point, maybe there was something there. There's maybe there is something there that we don't know about the Donovan Mitchell uh, scenario, or maybe something else that pops up with the New York Knicks that has the Knicks maybe as a better basketball team overall. And also, um, the uh, uh, what was the other one? Oh, the Denver game, uh, the Denver and the Phoenix Suns game. I, I get it just because of Jamal Murray, Michael Porter, the possibility of them coming back with the two time MVP. So, being a two time MVP. They, they acknowledge him in that way where, yes, they'll have other nationally televised games, but this is the Christmas Day game, and it's, and it's Denver. So they'll look at that, and they'll give them a little bit of a nod because he is the two-time MVP. It's a team that they, they have put together and made some other moves that have maybe have them looking like a, a team that is, that is really, really going to be uh, one that's going to fight those other squads. And the L.A. Clippers uh, with Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, uh, them coming back and, and being healthy, I, I thought that the Clippers would be a squad that would also be looked at as a team to throw on, on on the Christmas Day game. Maybe against the Lakers, maybe against the Golden State Warriors or the Phoenix Suns, whatever. I don't know. But I thought the Clippers uh, were another team that that we that we could have possibly seen on, on Christmas Day. So they they do it how they do it. And the Nets, the upheaval that is the Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, Brooklyn Nets, Joe Side, Sean Marks, and, and Steve Nash, with the unknown of that basketball team, I kind of get it of, of why they're not on Christmas Day. Yep. Yeah, I understand that. But here's the thing. Think about this. Can you imagine? Now, I know you said Philly, Miami and Philly, but it would be a better game if that game was down in Miami. Reason being, P.J. Tucker going back to Miami. Miami was the place where the Sixers just struggled mightily at, right? Yeah, yeah. So, you know what I mean? You go down there, Jimmy Butler, the whole nine, Christmas on South Beach? Oh, that would be great. Except now, for they may not show up. <laughs> yeah, they, you know what? They show up. They just think you said, what are they, second they, quarter? They're like, they're like a little fashionably late, but they do right. show up. You know what I mean? It, it, and But the thing is, I'm going to be honest with you, that was one of the – the better atmosphere, playoff atmospheres, like to like when they know the game is uh, secure and won the way the way they act, that was kind of hyped up. But I, I just uh, 
I, I don't know. I, I just don't understand it. I mean, I understand the Knicks. I do. I get it. But at the same time, is it's one of those things I just felt like basketball wise. Yeah, basketball-wise. Basketball yeah. 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 But it's the garden. It's the garden. It is the garden. It is the garden. And uh Keith, as we talk about the Christmas Day game, how hype do NBA fans get? You get a lot of messages, social media, and emails about the about the NBA schedule release. Well, uh, it looks like it was supposed to be this week. But the schedule release is supposed to be this week, and uh, we'll see if uh, how NBA fans, what NBA fans, what do they feel about the NBA schedule release. We'll talk about that next in this final segment. On this Monday, we welcome everybody back from the weekend, Locked On 76ers. Welcome back, Locked On 76ers, Keith Pompey. Devon Givens, and as we talked about the Christmas Day games in the first two segments, Keith, the schedule release is looks like it, it was supposed to be on the 18th. We'll see if that comes through. Uh, we know, as we just found out, the Brooklyn Nets not on Christmas Day. So with them not being on Christmas Day, I'm sure a lot of what, uh, what, what is going on with the schedule is trying to figure out nationally televised games-wise where the Brooklyn Nets fall into the TV schedule. But that being said, Keith, from from on these days where we get ready to have the schedule come out and it looks like it might be on Thursday the 18th, um, how, how often do you hear from Sixer fans about their excitement level uh, of the schedule releases? Not like the NFL, where there are only 17 games now in the 18-week uh, schedule, and we can break down each game and go through them all. We know in Philadelphia how crazy they are. But the entire NFL, they have a whole schedule release show forward so how how are the fans when it comes to the schedule release especially when they know the team is good i mean it's, it's i i think you get you is all over the place i mean you get certain people saying look man it's 82 games they got to play everyone this and that um but then you also get certain folks who actually go through and be like boom boom i like the way they play because see the thing about the schedule is it's not when you how many who when how many times you play someone it's a lot of times when do you play them? You know what I mean? Like if uh, you got three three games out of out of out of four, you know, um, on the road, and then like a back to back, and it's like oh, but the other team has another one, the easier road, and during that stretch that you're playing. So I think that has a lot to do with it. But um, for the most part, like I tell you what, because of my job, I enjoy it. Because at least I know where I'm going. You know what I mean? Like, to me, it, it's kind of like, you know how you start a job and, and, and like, like for instance, a, a, um, is the equivalent of a, um, a, a truck driver, a tractor trailer. And it's like, you know, you're sitting there and you're just waiting for someone to send you, you know, hey, I got to go to Houston, Texas. And then from there, I'm going down to Albuquerque. And then I'm coming back through and, and going to a, Atlanta and then going to Delaware, and then I'll be back in Philly. So for me, I really get into it, and I study it. But I think the intriguing thing for most fans are, and maybe you might agree with this or not, is how many national TV games you get. You know, like the Christmas thing is great, oh, is it? Yep. But, but it's all about that national TV game and national television exposure, which a beat writer and a radio guy – 
we like it's cool and all that, but when when you start getting those nine o'clock games or nine thirty games, it's like, come on, bro, you you messing with my show? You doing this? You doing that? So you know, but but to me, that's the intriguing part. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if the Sixers like basically started off against the Celtics or or Brooklyn or Toronto or something like that. You know, in the beginning, or not started off, but played them early on. You know, but to me, the the key is like coming out the gate. I always want to notice how many road games do the Sixers have early on? How many road games do they have? Because, you know, typically a lot of times what they say is what you want is you want to play. Like if you have a lot of road games early on, then down the stretch, you tend to have a lot of home games at home. So typically that can benefit you, especially when you have a, a veteran team because you want to play at home, you know, down the stretch. Yeah. Uh, last year, the opening game was, I believe, against the New Orleans Pelicans, game mm-hmm. one on the road. Then they came home uh, Friday night, which was the home opener against the Brooklyn Nets, where they lost that game. James Harden, Kevin Durant, no Kyrie Irving because of the uh, vaccine. No. Did he play in that game? Um, yeah. I, I don't believe he played. Nope. I don't think he played in that game. No, I don't think he played in that game either. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, man, it's, it's, it's always fun because you look for the, as you said, you look for the, uh, the nationally televised game, see how many you have, if it's in twenties or the thirties and you see how, how busy that, that, that is going to be. You look for the longest homestand. Is it five, six, seven games? How long will they be home? Longest, Roads, uh, road trip that they have, who they're playing during the Christmas time after the Christmas Day game, back-to-backs. We know they've lightened those up a little bit around the entire league. So how many back-to-backs will the Sixers be playing in? And where will they be playing against certain teams like uh, or players with Kevin Durant? Uh, when will they be playing the Brooklyn Nets? When will they be playing the Boston Celtics, the division opponents? When will they match up? When will they get their, their first real test? Like like we saw in that first home game last season against the Brooklyn Nets, so it is always fun. And as you said, for our for our work, if we look at it that way too for the purposes of all right, how long am I? I'm, I'm going to be up long that night <laughs> and getting out of the arena at two o'clock in the morning. Now us doing the podcast of, since uh, the the early part of of winter and all, yeah. So it's. It's, it's going to be uh, interesting, man. I can't wait to see it. And I guess maybe if whenever it's released, we'll talk about it here on the podcast as well. But we got to thank everybody for taking the time, of course, on this Monday uh, and hanging out with us August 15th to, uh, to chop it up with us a little bit. Let us know how you feel, of course, like you always do in the comments section. But thank you for making Locked On 76 as your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NBA. We're locked on. Experts are covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you do get your podcast. Keep on letting the folks know where they can find us. Like my man said, it's free and available wherever you get your podcast. So, And what I mean by that is he's talking about locked on NBA, but I'm talking about locked on 76ers. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. But you can also get our locked on 76ers YouTube uh, channel podcast. And what you do is you go to YouTube, click on, I mean, it's right, uh, go through Locked On 76ers. And when you see that Liberty Bell, click on that Liberty Bell and you will become 
our newest subscriber. Also, you can follow my man D this week. Let me get it right, D. So you're from six to ten, right? All week. Back on the regular schedule. Okay, he's back on his regular schedule. From six to ten, go to ninety-seven five, and you listen to the Divine Giving Show, right? My man D from six to ten. You can also follow D on uh, on Twitter at Divine G nine seven five. You can follow me at Twitter at Pompey on Sixers. You can also read the Philadelphia Inquirer uh, for our Sixers coverage. Um, I'm on vacation until the end of the month, but at the same time, you can still go there and get it. And just like I'm telling you, you need to listen to my man on the radio today from 6 to 10 p.m. Do it all week and subscribe to this podcast. Appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on this Monday. And I will catch up with you tomorrow. Have a good rest of your day. Thanks, Keith. Peace.